0: This is...
1: This is... is... Fight Disciples.
0: We are gathered here today...
1: For the Fight Disciples. UFC and Boxing Talk.
0: Welcome to podcast number 317. We are the Fight Disciples. This one is purely involved in the world of boxing. If it's the first time you've ever come across us, you can subscribe via iTunes. Please do so. Please write a nice little review... Uh, and what have you it helps with our uh, visibility in the itunes chart fight disciples is what you're looking for on there and it's fightdisciples.com if you need an android feed if you're on social media please follow us because that's where we keep you up to date with everything that's going on in the world of fighting at fight disciples on facebook and twitter and at the fight disciples on instagram and at this point i just want to say a little thank you and that thank you is to you who have been with us for a long period of time whether it's through subscriptions uh, listening to the show on a week-by-week week basis, tweeting about us, writing reviews on uh, uh, on social media or on iTunes, and more importantly, buying merchandise. At the weekend, I was absolutely flabbergasted at the amount of people that were tagging us in tweets, Instagram posts, Facebook, uh, Facebook posts, with people wearing our official merchandise, based off the back of last week's show. And the reason why we were all doing it was, of course, Mighty Moore Hooker, was in action at the weekend in his world title unification. Who'd have thought that when we started this, two lads sat in a room just talking absolute nonsense about fight sports, that four years later, some random guy from across the pond in the middle of nowhere would be wearing our merchandise, making his ring walk for a world title unification. Mind-blowing. Absolutely mind blowing and thank you very much for all the uh, all the messages uh, off the back of that, and more importantly, thank you very much to Mo. yeah man, because no matter what happened in that fight he dared to be great didn't he he did dare to be great, and he's our boy and there's a uh, this I just want to address something as well there's a few people that keep tweeting us we 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 kind of uh self proclaimed ourselves the Drake disciples at one point because every single time we had a picture taken with a fighter, they ended up getting beat now. You can't class this as Drake Disciples because this is a world title unification, and Mo going into the fight was an underdog, all right? And he took on a very good Jose Ramirez, as you saw at the weekend, and he got he came up short. That's just the way it is. And a few people have tweeted me going, Ah, Tia Fimo's next. Well, I got a minute. Tia Fimo's going in and fighting Richard Comey. And he's the underdog in that fight as well. Richard Comey's a proper fighter. You can give us abuse when it comes like Craig Glover or Robbie Davis Jr. or Reese Bellotti or or, or or things like that. That's when you can give it us and we'll take it. But when it's a world title unification, I ain't taking that. No, no, absolutely not.
1: And the best thing about it, as you say, it was wicked to see everybody wearing their mo socks and posting pictures and you know fucking people were getting proper full kitted up. But the, even better, since the fight, we've we're still selling socks. People are buying socks because because. I woke up, Jane got up the following morning and was like that to me, oh, imagine if either won, imagine if, and I was like, it doesn't matter to me, it, it, obviously it would have been amazing I had Mo won, of course it would, but it really didn't matter, as you say, the significance of having our socks on the feet of a current world champion in a unification fight, basically to see who's the number one in the division, and it was a bit of a semi-final with the World Boxing Super Series, but... It was just it was fucking awesome man and it was a, you know what it was a sensational fight as well don't get me wrong as soon as Ramirez caught him as soon as he caught him with that hook and then uh, Mo fell up against the ropes you could see the end was coming it was a brilliant finish by him by the way Ramirez against the winner of 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 Taylor versus the of the year, Grace is fucking absolutely sensational and Mo does come again he absolutely comes again I can't wait for him to come again maybe even up at maybe even up at welterweight but just the significance at that moment the best thing about it was i'd gone to, I, you know i usually try and stay up but i thought no i want to be fresh for mo so i went and got my head down for a few hours um a rare saturday off took the wife out for a few drinks got home straight to bed set me alarm for half four i woke up a quarter past four
0: ready to go i woke up and my body clock
1: just woke me up and was like it's time so i picked my <laughs> phone up put me socks on but i did pick me phone up i'm reaching for me mo socks and i looks down And one of the fight disciples had messaged me on Twitter or whatever going, he's fucking wearing them. And I'm like, no, no. So I had a little look and it's Terence Crawford's Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the first picture I'd seen. Terence Crawford had gone backstage to meet my and you could just see he was wearing our socks. And I was like, oh, shit, it's happening, it's happening. And then for the first time, you know, I'm literally spending the entire ring walk, the first three rounds of the fight trying to see his socks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, show us his socks. My da- dad had even stayed up, and he's texting me going, why don't they fucking... Because in the first round... Zoom he, in on his when, socks? No, when he stepped on his toe in the first round. Yeah. And he went over, and it was wrongly called a knockdown. My dad was like, why didn't he slow my weight and zoom in on the step on of his toe? You'd have got to see our socks. <laughs> <laughs> but it was fucking epic, man. And I, I, again, you're right. Let's just pay tribute to Mo for being an absolute legend. And... uh like, what a moment. It was just fucking awesome, wasn't
0: it? It was, awesome. it was. You just mentioned a moment there regarding um, that first round knockdown, which wasn't a knockdown. I actually thought the referee was poor, you know. From the first round knockdown, I even think the stoppage is poor because he stood on his heels. Moore's getting absolutely tagged left, right and centre. He could have got in there maybe two, three punches earlier. Listen, it is what it is. Yeah, The finish was sensational. I don't want to take anything away from Jose Ramirez because I remember watching him at the Olympic Games in 2012, and it was that American team which wasn't that good, if we're really, really honest. Mm-hmm. And I remember watching him ringside and thinking, he ain't all that. Everybody's been bigging him up to me. And I'm thinking to myself, he ain't all that. So I kind of forgot about him a little bit. Yeah. And obviously, he becomes world champion. I've watched a few of his professional bouts and thought to myself, he's okay. He's obviously improved. He's got better. He's more maybe more suited to the professional game than he is the amateur game. I watched him against Zapida. Yeah. I actually thought he was lucky against Zapida. Me too. And I thought, Mo's, Mo's going to do this guy. I tell you something, I couldn't have been f I couldn't have been further wrong because he was from the first bell absolutely sensational. Jab, bodywork that left up to the body was oh crippling. Every single yep. time it went in there, I thought, fair play, mate. And then when he sniffed blood, the accuracy and the spite in the shots was world class. Absolutely world class. And you're right in saying the other fight that is, I think it's in October. Uh, we haven't got a confirmed date as of yet, but I think it's October between Progress and Taylor. The winner of that just has to go and fight Ramirez because. Yeah, for the full universe. Mate, it's of just, the it's, it's, the, it's the greatest fight. It's yeah. an unbelievable fight.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I thought I thought Ramirez started great, I give him obviously. A, I didn't score the because it wasn't a knockdown, but I had him two rounds up for the first two rounds and I was because every time he hit mo mo looked a little bit wobbly and he fell over his feet a couple it of times. was a bit awkward, and, didn't he? Yeah, yeah he it looked, but he, but he can look like that cuz he's so gangly though. But I thought round 3 and 4, mo's rounds, thought he was great, thought he was picking Ramirez off. He was getting that range going. Um it was just when he, he allowed Ramirez to put his head on his chest, yeah. that's when he was in trouble. Um, I thought the fifth round went back to Ramirez thought Mo got on his bike a little bit too much and allowed him in a bit too close and then as you say the, the finish in the sixth round but it, it was just a shame because <clears throat> it was just getting it, there was it was fucking it was lighting up and I'm thinking oh here we go this is going to go down as one, as the fight of the year but as you say Ramirez caught finished him and I've got no qualms at all about the stoppage. and you know me I like to let I like to let people stay in there especially for world title fights but uh, I thought the referee was a tad late but Man, it was a, it was a belter.
0: Mm, it was. And obviously the jokes have started already, haven't they? Mo will come again. More came straight away. He went home, smashed his missus to pieces. <laughs> <laughs> Number nine on Number its way. Number nine is on its way, baby. <laughs> Listen, he will come again. And I'll tell you something, the rise will be even greater the second time round. <laughs> The, the morning glory. The morning glory will be even better the second time <laughs> around. The problem is now, he's in a, an absolute killer division at 140. They're all killers, aren't they? I mean, you've got Taylor taking on Pagres, unifying the other side of the division. You've now got a guy that holds two of the belts. There's Even just on the uh, on the undercurrent of it, the likes of the Baranchiks of this world and all those types of characters, there's still some great fights out there. I just think it's going to maybe take a little bit of time before more gets back into world title knock at 140. Or oh, like you say, go up to 147. But that that's even harder because 147 yeah. is full of sharks as well. I think if he stays at 140, do you know what? I think there's a real chance we see him back in the UK
1: purely based on the fact that there's a fight there with Jack Catterall that, that could be made quite easily. Um, there's a fight with Robbie Davis that I'm sure could be made quite easily. Um, and you know what? If And I, I truly believe Per Grace versus Taylor's a, a 50-50 fight stylistically. It could be another fight of the year contender. But I think if Taylor loses that fight there's there's definitely a fight with Josh Taylor for him back in Scotland as well, and and, and as we know, Mo will happily travel. So
0: just for a bit of rest, there's by a good chance just we just for could a bit of see sleep the main the kids. Man
1: in his socks. Back, yeah, exactly, yeah, back in the UK, back end of uh, 2019 or early
0: 2020. Mm. Uh, on the on the Tevin Farmer was in action. Now I've seen, do you know something? I've been I've been with everything that's happened in the world of boxing recently, with a couple of deaths. Obviously, we spoke about it on last week's show, Chef at the time of us recording, was still in an induced coma and sadly he lost his life last week. Um, With everything that's happened, I, I, I read a tweet from Tevin Farmer last night and do you know something? I thought to myself, do you know, fair play, lad, because we're always baying for entertainment, aren't we? You've got to be entertaining, you've got to give us more and that is the crux of our show and it will continue to be the crux of our show. But when a fighter comes out and says, well, hang on a minute, my main concern isn't you. Yeah. And your entertainment. My main concern is putting bread on the table for my family, getting home safe to him and, and 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 living a long, healthy life. So if he wants to fight a certain way, whether that be, you know, a little bit more reserved, a little bit more defensive, as Tevin Farmer did at the weekend, I've got to go fair plate with him. That's it, that's his prerogative. But as a consumer of this sport, it's not gonna get me on the edge of my seat and demand the fights like a Javonta Davis fight or, or, or what have you. Because the rhetoric after that was all about seven Farmer Javonta Davis. Because yeah. if you compare the two performances at the weekend, polls apart, absolutely pulls apart, Javonta Davis was savage, yeah. proper savage at the weekend. To that. the extent where you think to yourself, whoa, this is amazing. Yeah. For me, the rhetoric should be, can we get Lomachenko back down? Yeah, yeah. I know Lomachenko's got business up at 135 pounds, which there's a real opportunity for him to unify that division, which is what he wants to do, become the undisputed champion but he's fighting above there's his weight. Real,
1: there's a real opponent now, isn't there? Yeah. That's super feather.
0: But he's fighting above his weight. Mm. He's naturally that 130-pound guy. He's Vasyl Lomachenko. The super fight at 130 30 pounds isn't Davis versus Tevin Farmer for me. No. The super fight is Javonta Davis versus Vasyl Lomachenko. Can they tempt, or do they even want to tempt Lomachenko to come back down? I wouldn't. If I if I were Javonta Davis and Floyd Mayweather, I'd be going, nah, just let, let him crack on up there for a little bit. But the super fight is that. Yeah, it is. For, for Javonta
1: Davis, it is. The legacy fight, absolutely. And I think Mayweather, to get one over top rank, they would love to do that fight. And I think that will be the fight that they start calling for. But if I was Javonta Davis, mate, stick another year on Lomachenko, no problem. Do you know what I mean? I think it's kind of like the Canelo-Golovkin situation. Don't be in any rush to fight trip, uh, Lomachenko next. Let him get a little bit long in the tooth because he's. it's not like he's going to get better. He's, he's already the best on the planet. But Javon Tiver Davis is going to get better. He's going to get more experienced. He's going to get stronger physically as a man. Um, and I think there's business here. There's the and Farmers of this world that he could sweep up and clear up the division. I think I- Javonta Davis needs to try and unify this division. Yeah. And then demand Lomachenko come back down, and then we've got ourselves a super fight for Javon. Well, dance. is
0: the, is the one then? If it isn't Lomachenko, which we all would love it to be, is the one Tevin Farmer, or is it a birch What what is it for you? I think well, <clears throat> because I think he absolutely blows Tevin Farmer away. I know yeah. Tevin Farmer's brilliant defensively, yeah. but I just think he'll just be too savage. He'll walk him down and absolutely smash him to bits.
1: Yeah, I think well, it's just unifying the belt, isn't it? So it's whatever comes next. It's it's like the Callum Smith syndrome. It's like who do you fight next? You know, obviously, he's not going to move up, is he? He's not going to go up to lightweight. He's going to stay where he is. Javante yeah. Davis is going to stay as a champion. So whoever brings another belt, whoever allows him to unify that division. But Javante Davis, for me, starts his favourites against them all because he was just an absolute monster again at the weekend. Mm. No matter who you put in front of this kid, he just fucking terrorises them. Mm. Mini Mike Tyson.
0: That's exactly what it was, wasn't it? Yeah. And to be fair... Savage. I actually saw, and that you might think I'm a bit bonkers with this, with the way that... Ramirez was throwing his hooks and the way that he does it from a crouched position. There's a bit of Tyson about that as well. Yeah. The way that he ducks, bang, and in that, that left hook to Mo's body was. The shot
1: selection was excellent. Was the finish, unbelievable. The finishing shot selection, mate, not, nothing missed. You know, it was just clinical, mm. absolutely clinical. They did the homework so much. And that, uh, that finishing combination that he finished Mo with, I guarantee they did that on pads. That's a combination they do on pads, that drill. Because it was just like, left up, bam, 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 bam. And, and everyone up. was on the chin. Everyone was right on the button. And, he, and he'd done that because they'd worked the body early on. They'd ate him to the body early on. There's once or twice where Mo was forced to go backwards and cover up. Mm. And that's when you knew, fuck.
0: Uh, merchandise still available, by the way, if you want to be uh, a fight disciple. Yeah. Which you are.
1: New hoodies are coming as well. I've ordered what do you sh- mean new? i new hoodies. New hoodies? We've sold out of hoodies. We? Yeah, we've only got small hoodies left, so we, I've had to order a load more. But When, when will I get one?
0: <laughs> have you still not got a hoodie? Yeah, I yeah, have. Well, there you go. You're not right all. <laughs> um, But I've got an original one, right, which hasn't got any of the labels in it. In oh, fact, right. I a, have a got a prototype. That's what I've got. I even have got an official piece of merchandise. <laughs> I've got the prototype. And you've got a prototype T-shirt as well, I think. I've got a prototype T-shirt. I'll tell yeah. you, the only thing that I've got that's official is one of the pin badges. That's <laughs> it. One pin badge. I've got one pin badge. I've got about six in my bag. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the merchandise is
1: not your thing anyway. I know it's my not. my thing. I know so it's not. what are you about it?
0: How we, can I just say something? Um, this this might come as an alarming piece of information for you, right? I'm going on my holidays. How are you going to, and and young Mike, who does all the internet stuff for it's us. It's going on his holidays. We're not going together, but we're going away at the same time. Obviously, we didn't put our uh, holiday slips in. And uh, to get them adjudicated, did we? No. How, how are you going to call for the best part of a couple of weeks by yourself? Just the talent without the upload guy. Yeah. So <laughs> what are you going to do? You're going to do all these wicked interviews and then not put them on the internet?
1: <laughs> Honestly, don't know. we will have to Google it. So what I'm thinking of doing is yeah. just when I do these interviews over the next two weeks. Just stop for a second. Just stream it on me, Instagram. Is that all you're going to do? Just go Instagram Check live. Check this
0: out, right? So last week he says, I'm going around to Price's house and I need the equipment. So it gives him all the equipment. He goes around to Price's house, he does a wicked interview. You've seen it, it's a wicked interview. The the, the ball ache of getting that off him and getting it onto the internet and getting it Uploaded somewhere. It was crazy, mate. I was stressed out. I said, "Why have you? You've sent me something like that looks like it's been recorded in 1981. What are you doing here now? Just send it on this particular prop platform.
1: It was too big to send via WeTransfer, mate. So I didn't. I didn't know what else to do. So I just had to reduce it to like 48k, like spectrum size. 48k.
0: It was like, <laughs> do you remember when you were a kid and you had a Commodore 64 and you you loaded it up and then you went downstairs for your tea and it like still square, square it still hadn't kicked in yet. Me and Pricey look like Minecraft. <laughs> Unbelievable. So this this is what
1: you've got now for a couple yeah, of man. weeks. The fuck knows what's going to happen? He's on his own. Next week's shows and for the next two weeks, God only knows. He even
0: said to me, like, do you know? Obviously, you got you go away next weekend. Um, c- can we record the show on Friday night, in Liverpool? Just so then, I know that we've got one for next week. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. That's what you've got to look forward to, people. It's going to be fun. Mm. Um, shall we do the elephant in the room then? Let's do uh, the Dillian White situation because that has kind of dominated the rhetoric of every boxing fan over the last uh, seven days. Obviously, on last week's show, we were going crazy because Dillian White got himself a fantastic victory against Oscar Rivas. Massive shadow over that victory now after uh, after an article. and And that's where we've got to start this, I suppose, because the worrying thing for me right at this moment in time is silence nobody's saying anything nobody officially is giving me any information I go on UCAD's website everything's shut down I go on the British Boxing Border Control's website it's shut down I ring them for a comment nah no comment mm-hmm. you ring Eddie doesn't pick his phone up you try and get hold of Dillian I don't you know, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not surprised that Dillian's not speaking, but surely people around these people should be speaking and giving us an official line as to what has actually happened. Because all of us at this moment in time have got our information from Thomas Hauser's article, right? He published on Boxing Scene everything that we know. That's what everybody knows, because nobody official has actually given us anything. So I'm kind of finding it really difficult at this moment in time to get stuck into it, because there is no meat. There's nothing on my plate at this moment in time. It's all, here's it. It's all up in the sky at this moment. All I want for someone to do is go, right, here's the facts. There was a hearing. There was a failed test. There was this. There was that. This is the drug. This is this. This is that. All these things. Once we know that information, then I can get stuck in properly. At this moment in time, I'm just, the only thing I can really get stuck into is the system. As you've, as you've seen on my social media, if you've been following me, this is, this is a systematic failure. The relationship between UCAD and the British Boxing Border Control is murky. And it needs solving immediately. For UCAD to have the amount of power that they've got... And this has happened before. Look at the Tyson Fury situation. Mm-hmm. So Tyson Fury failed a test before the Klitschko fight. But he was allowed to crack on. And he cracked on. He becomes champion. Then all of a sudden, all the things happen to Tyson Fury that we all know about now... And then they have this weird handshake, backdated punishment for the failed test in 2015 because UCAD, let's be honest, running out of money and they couldn't challenge him anymore. So they all had a little bit of an handshake. They all decided to go, I'll tell you what then, we'll take a two-year backdated. It's just, it's just mental the way yeah. that all that has planned out. And this situation, we're led to believe that there was a failed test on the 17th of July. There's been a rushed panel brought together where Dillian White has been asked to present information. He's presented information. He's been given the thumbs up and cleared to fight. That's what we've been told. Mm -hmm. How can that be? If that is true, how can a fighter fail a test, Yeah, his A sample come back with irregularities, and then for us to wait until his B test before we make any jurisdiction? And And that could last for, what, a year? Two years? Why, though? What do you mean? I know you say, I know what you're saying is factually correct, but why?
1: Why are we? Why would you have to wait a year to sample a B sample? I don't know. It should be a day. So what happens is you piss in a pot, and they split it. Or sometimes you piss in two pots at the same time, and the the people who taken it in this case UKAD will send it to this lab over here, yeah, and near the tester. And the other pot goes to a different lab just to be held. It's a different lab. It's a different place. Different scientists. Scientists over in the first lab come back and go, oh. This shit's hot. Report it back. Now UKAD, do the investigation, whatever, speak to the fighters, this and that, and the fighter, in this case, we're led to believe the fighter said, or is alluding to, I've got an issue. Uh, this is my explanation. We, we think they've said, okay, let's get the results of your B sample. We think, we don't know that for sure. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's how fucking stupid it is. In that case, surely a phone call to place number, place the second yeah, yeah. clinic is. Test that. Test that straight away for us. Emergency. I need a testing. That can be done. It doesn't take a year. It shouldn't take a year. No reason why that takes a year. As far as I'm as far as I know, they don't take that pot, put it in a special container and bury it in the ground and go, we can't lift that out for another year. Yeah. You know, it's it's nothing ridiculous. it's over there. It's there. Just ring them and say, test that. It's an emergency. This is fucking fight sports. Doesn't matter. The the, the fundamental issue is it is the lack of information. We don't know if the B sample has been requested. We don't know what the excuse is. We don't even we don't know. even
0: know what's in his system. I got top four. We don't even know if he's failed the test because all we know is that he's been called to a hearing. Yeah, that's the fact. That's all we've been given. We don't know what the situation is. So there, uh, there's my issue with that. How the fuck do you get a hearing
1: three days after you, you get confirmed a positive test? Usually with with these UKAD and the British Boxing Board of Control, it takes months. It takes months to a hear. You have to go, listen, mate, our next board meeting's in, you know, fucking yeah. September. September 25th, we'll have a board meeting then, we'll hear it then. They had an emergency panel meeting. Whose idea was that? Who brought that together? More importantly, who the fuck paid for the people on that panel to all rush to the hotel to sp- sit down and have an interview with Dillian White to say, whoa, 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 you're flagged for X, Y, Z. What's your explanation? Right, okay, great. Because we're, we're, we're being told... They're not UKD members and they're not members of the British Boxing Board Border Control. They're an independent panel. So you'd think, well, they weren't going to fight. They're not going to be there. So someone has paid for them to congregate together in an extraordinary panel meeting just to save a show on Sky? Merky as fuck. That shit is dodgy as fuck. And that's just... The problem is... What we know, what Housel has revealed is unfortunately the tip of the fucking iceberg. Mm. But at the moment, it's hard to go balls deep on what's under the surface. Because we don't know. Because factually, we don't know. At this moment in time, we are led to believe that he had two forms of uh, Diana, Ball. Diana Ball in his system. That's purely based on what Housel saying. We don't know for sure. Because Eddie Hearn was so fucking tied up in red tape with that awful interview he did out in Dallas, where he told us absolutely fuck all. He's like a politician. Um and so all we can go off at the moment is Hauser. But the silence for me, if it's weed, recreation, whatever, anything but a, 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 a P.D. You come straight out, don't mate, you? Straight away, you just go, listen, boys, fuck's sake. He okay. had a spliff, and he, and they're going to deal with it. And that's why he was passed, because it wasn't a performance answer. Done. There's no argument. There's no conversations. And we all go, fucking Dillion, A, hey, Chonging with the boys. <laughs> fucking hell, Dill. Pass it this way next time, lad. We can all have a bit of a joke about it. And Rivas' team don't get upset and top ranking. But at the moment, because it's silence, you've got to think, must be a PED then. Must be. There must be something that's flagged in his sample that's making us go. So what the delay is, we are, again, we're guessing, is the delay because we're waiting for the result of the B-sample to come back and go, yeah, the B-sample's sound. That's why we haven't made a statement. B-sample's come back, it was clear. That must have been tainted, that sample. We had fears about blah, blah, blah. So they... It gets resolved in that way. It's a week now. We're still a week in. It's now Monday morning. Dillian White has still not made this statement that he said he's going to make. Mm. All we've seen is that one tweet that he put out saying, I'm really upset that everyone's turned on me. What the fuck do you expect, Dill? You know what I mean? It's not like you've not failed the test before, mate. And you had a two-year ban last time. So as far as I'm concerned, if it comes back and there's a PD in his system... And it's the tiniest little pictogram of a gnat's fart of a, of, a, of, a, of a blob. And I don't care whether he passed Varda. Oh, but I passed my Varda test. This is UKAD. I don't care. UKAD govern this country. And they're appointed by the Board of Control. If you flag with them, no matter how small it is, that's it. Two strikes, you're out. He should never be allowed to box again. I don't care how much of a nice guy he is. I don't care how much of a fan favourite he is right now because he's turned his career around. I don't care how much we were waxing lyrical about him last week. Yeah, For me, I don't give a fuck. It could be fucking Tony Bellew, a dear friend of mine. If Tony Bellew would failed two tests, I'd be like, get the fuck out of the sport. Because you're a cheat. You're an absolute cheat. And if we can't clean up our own backyard, then how the fuck can we expect the rest of the world? How can we we hold anybody
0: else up? The whole thing is murky as fuck. Mm. And the drug issue is just the tip of the iceberg. Mm. Regarding what Nick's saying there, I think we're all on the same page. And anybody that's listened to Fight Disciples for a length of time, you know where we stand. You're allowed one. Yeah. Everybody can make a mistake. Everybody can be naive. Young fighters getting involved, getting involved with the wrong people. You know, hey, I'll take this, and this will make you this, that, and the other. And you can get a little bit giddy with it. You. you get popped. You serve your two-year ban. After that, that's it. You can only make that one mistake once. You know now. You're a professional athlete. You learn from that mistake. You're a professional athlete. You are responsible for putting everything into your system. Yeah. And it's all right making these excuses that, Oh, he pays thousands for VADA, and he pays this, that, and the other. It doesn't matter to me. It doesn't nope. matter at the end of the day. If you fail a second test, and we're not saying he has at this moment in time, because nope. nobody knows any information. If you fail a second test for a performance-enhancing drug, that's it. As far as I'm concerned, anyway. Yeah. But, as you're rightfully saying, this whole situation, the silence of it, this, the whole thing, right has flagged up major system, systemic failures. Now, for me, I'd get rid of UCAD. I really would with, with the way that they go about their business and their relationship with the British Boxing Board of Control. I'd just get rid of the fucking lot. Because the problem is with UCAD, what they do, they find the, they find the problem, right? So they've, they've tested him. They've said he's got this. They are then responsible for the punishments that they, <clears throat> that they dish out. Now, what we've seen in the past is that stuff in, that UCAD are testing for, you might be cleared. Billy Joe Son is a perfect example. Yeah, they they do a test for, they do a test for him. But the guy's over in Massachusetts. The same the same situation. They say, well, he can't fight here, so therefore the lad ends up use, losing his world title because what's banned in one country isn't banned in another country, and it confuses fans all over the world. What we need is one one gold medal standard yeah. that we all adhere to. Now, for me, now for me, it is Vardar. Vardar to an extent of, are eighty percent of the way there. There's flaws, no question about it. First first flaw is that it's voluntary. You've got to sign up for it. Of course. Fuck that shit. Let's make that compulsory. Mm -hmm. Compulsory anti-doping, all right? And what we then need is TV companies, promoters, and everybody to come together and say, That's the key. You can't can't fight on my platform, mate, unless you're on compulsory anti-doping. Exactly. You can't be on here for that. So you have to be a part of compulsory anti-doping. Yeah. Then what we do is this. Because at the moment, VADA only report their findings. So at the moment, everybody knows that they're the needy with the WBC. They do all the things for the WBC. They report their findings back to the WBC. But that's a bad thing because then the WBC and the State Athletic Commissions are then responsible for dishing out the punishment. Mm-hmm. As you've seen recently, one guy can fail for Clem Buterol in Nevada and get six months as a punishment. Another guy can fail for Clem Buterol in New York and get two years as a punishment. That's not fair. No. What ne- then needs to happen is that Varda needs to grow a set and take responsibility for the punishments as well. They need to have a list of things where they go, right, you fail for this, you get this. You fail for this. You get this, and therefore, and that everybody can evolve. Knows, that can ever evolve. Of course, place. it can, because the drugs evolve all the time. Different, yeah. you know, hybrids of these drugs are constantly being churned out, left, right, and center. So, all those things need to evolve as on, a, on a week by week, day by day, month by month basis. No question about that. But what they need to do is take responsibility, not just for the finding of the drug. They yeah. need to take responsibility for the punishment of the drug, because what you then get, if you go back to the WBC in Nevada, you've got guys lining in their own pockets, mm-hmm. things to themselves. Can't ban Canelo. He can't get banned, mate. He makes us too much money. Exactly. How do we get away with this? Yeah, but you've just banned Eric Morales in New York for, for two years. Same, same thing. Don't worry about him. He doesn't make us any dough. This guy makes us some dough. Mm-hmm. So there the, the needs to be uh, a development with Varda's involvement, in my opinion, in this. Because when you've got all these different people like UCAD, the, well, they're doing UCAD testing and they're doing Varda testing. Yeah, but one guy's saying one thing and one guy's saying another thing. Yeah. It's confusing for us as fans. It's confusing for fighters, no doubt. It's confusing for teams. It's confusing for everybody. Let's get rid of this unnecessary confusion. There's no need for it. One single, one song. Yeah, when you go to the top as well, <clears throat> UKAD
1: and Varda, they get their band lists from WADA. So at the top of it all is WADA. But World the Anti-Doping, Open.
0: they don't even play in boxing because no. it's too
1: murky. Yeah, yeah. They go, oh, it's not under our jurisdiction. Yeah, exactly. If so not but there's no there's no government body to sign up for it. that's why there's no overall government body. You'd have to have conversations with half a dozen different people and more so but u k a d and Varda take their banned substance list from Wada now. I've, i used to have the Water app because there it was a big issue with UFC for a long time. And when you get the Water app, it's weird, it looks like a little cucumber there logo. You get the Water app. You can get any supplements anywhere in the world. And all you have to do is go through the supplement list on the back of the bar, on the back of the fucking bar or the shake, whatever it is, and you can type it in. Just type in the name of that supplement and press search and it will say on the water website whether it's prohibited or not. That's it. So it's simple. So there's zero excuse for anyone. Other than that, there's UKD representatives that you ring. If you're Dillian White, you failed a test two years ago, you're riding at the moment, you're getting offered $5-7 seven million to for world title fights and turn them down. So fucking life is good. You're on the right track. You're at Loughborough University, for fuck's sake, one of the best sports universities in the UK, who've got the kind of science that most money, most fighters couldn't even dream of affording, but he's got that affiliation there. So don't kid yourself. Everything that goes in his body, fight camp is measured by them micronutrients. Do you know what I mean? Everything down to the last minuscule is being measured. So how has something got into his system? It's impossible that something would get into his system because Loughborough University, they were the dear to all VADA rules, and WADA rules, of course, they would. So how would they flag? And what has flagged We're being led to believe if Thomas Housel's information is correct is what has flagged in his system is not the same shit which flagged in 2012. It's a completely different type of anabolic. It's not like John Jones in the UFC where they're saying, yeah. is the shit that's in the <coughs> system's now pulsing, so we're getting micro-visions micro, micro visions of it. Mm. This is something completely different. But again, the problem is it's all fucking kind of hearsay at the moment. That's it. We
0: just don't know for sure. And this is where I'm at as well with people that have tweeted us going, well, hang on a minute, you went in on Jarrell Miller, you went in on Canelo. I mean, you've even gone in on Pacquiao. Well, just let me clear that up for a second. Mm-hmm. Jarrell Miller, when that information came out, you knew the drugs. Yeah, yeah. They gave you the information there and then. There was official adju- official people, official... Announcements. Announcements coming out saying he's failed for this, he's failed for this, he's failed for EPO. Yeah. That's why we went in on him, because you can't tainted supplement EPO. You've got to administer it yourself. You've got to inject it into your backside. That's what you've yeah. got to do. Regarding the Canelo situation, we knew it was... Kind clemb- guilty. We knew it was clenbuterol straight away. The excuse that they used in order for it to be Mexican meat. Come on. You know what I mean? We've been covering vice sports for God knows how long. We know that all Mexican meat's tainted because they use it on the pesticide in the grass to feed the cattle. Yeah. We know that. So don't use that excuse. That's yeah, nonsense. Then you've got the Pacquiao situation. Nobody really on this show has gone Pacquiao 100% is this. What we've done is that Pacquiao has caused a shadow over his legacy because he's not signed up for Varda That's a fact. Yeah, yeah. That's what we were saying last week. Because he's not signed up, there's going to be question marks. Listen, if you want to believe in the fountain of youth and you want to believe that a 40-year-old guy can still rock it out like a 21-year-old, that's on you. Cool. I'm not that guy. Yeah. I don't believe in that nonsense. I believe there's assistance. He can take that doubt in my mind away by going, I'm Vada testing, mate. Never failed a test. I've had 71 fights. Every one of them's been Vada tested and I'm clean as a whistle. Then I go. Woof, there's a Benjamin Button in boxing. He's the greatest of all time. That's it. That's the <laughs> that's the chat. But yeah. because he hasn't done that, how can I, how can I commit to that rhetoric? So it's for me, it's bad to be able to compare this situation we're dealing because we haven't been as vocal as we would want to be because we haven't got the information. How can how can we just go crazy on something that's just bad journalism?
1: Yeah,
0: going crazy on something when you're thinking I you don't know the facts. I don't know the facts. You're just guessing. But he could come out later today, and make a statement, and go. Yeah, it was cocaine. Fucked up. Do you know what I mean? It could do. We just don't know at this could. point in time. But if it was that, again... You're doing, you're doing it by now. Exactly. You said the th- exact same and thing earlier. This
1: is the other thing. Thomas House's information. To know exactly what it was. The two things. Mm. That gives you... That makes you think, oh, fuck, okay. So House is not pissing into, the, pissing into a bucket of you. Do you know what I mean? He's not fucking... This is a guy who is very well respected in the industry. He's a he lawyer, M- as Muhammad- well as Ma- Muhammad Ali's biographer. Man, come on. This guy doesn't just fucking chain out. You know, he's not looking for clickbait, put it that way. He's doing all right in life. But he knows when he's onto a big story, he's, he, he's had to break it. And he's led this story from start to finish. Every other journalist in the world that covers boxing has been playing catch-up and is still playing catch-up. Everyone is still referring to Hauser's facts Mm. because nobody has got any information that trumps that facts or adds to it. Yes, we've heard from Bob Arum, and I want to talk about that shortly because not only is the drug issue, the whole thing is murky as fuck. It's fucking horrible what what happened to Oscar Rivas. Here's one for
0: you, right? And we kind of talked about this before we started the show today. Hauser. Hauser, right? The info. Right, so... For those that don't know, UCAD and British Boxing Board of Control have a confidentiality agreement where kind of and a confidentiality agreement between the fighters as well. So therefore, once findings are happening, there's a protocol that goes through, which I'm led to believe has been followed at this moment in time to their particular rules. But that information isn't privy to everybody. It no. doesn't go out. And, and this is what we're going to move on to with the Oscar Rivas thing in a moment, in, in, in two. So there's about three, four, with match room involved in that as well. Yeah. So you're talking about... Rivas, uh, sorry, sorry. Dillian White's camp, yeah. Matchroom's camp, UKAD and British Boxing and Border
1: Control. Right. They're in cahoots at this moment they in time. Know. They, they know. They know what's happened.
0: Something's going on. They know, they know exactly what's happened. Yeah, yeah. They know exactly what that hearing was all about, whatever it is, right? They know. How did Hauser know? Yeah. Who's told Hauser? Somebody out of that camp, out yeah, of I mean, those four, because they're the only people that would know. Yeah. Somebody out of them has blown the whistle. Somebody, somebody in there has blown that whistle. Yeah,
1: and th- I'd like to thank that person. What they got, man, woman, or beast? I'd like to thank whoever that was that blew the whistle. The fucking Julia Assange of boxing, <laughs> the WikiLeaks guy. He, the, this guy has fucking blew the lid off it because we'd have never known. And this is the other doubt now. It's like, how many has more? this happened before? Of course it has. How many British boxers have failed and had, and had last minute fucking panel meetings before and you've gone, Dad, don't worry about it, crack on. It's only this. Don't worry about it. That's not right. It's not right on Oscar Rivas's team. That's a fucking disgrace. Mm. Two boxers lost their lives in the last week. And Oscar Rivas's team weren't told there was an issue. In some way, shape, or form. There's an issue. Yeah, now, we're being led to believe that Oscar Rivas's promoter was told a couple of days out from the fight listen, there may be an issue. We're going to keep you a posted of it. Apparently, someone from Match Room give them that information. No more. There might be an issue. They have come publicly and said we thought at the time. He had an injury. Dillian White had an injury. But they came back to us, matchroom, and they said, "Sound, we're all sorted. Don't worry. And they've gone, OK, calm, let's crack on. They didn't for a second have any information that it would relate to a failed test in any way, shape, or form. And that, for me, is fucking messed up. In the week we've just had, yeah. that's fucked up. Um, that is not right at all. No, it's not. Matchroom, I've got to take some responsibility. Yeah, but what you're doing now... is Boxing Board of Control, I've got to take responsibility. UKAD, I don't care what's in their legislation. Well, this listen, is it.
0: This is it. This is uh, the problem. Every Everybody's rhetoric now, and I've seen so many different interviews with different people going, legally, we've followed the rules. Legally, forget legal, man. What yeah, about yeah. what's going on in your head and your heart? What about your moral obligation? to another human being. If you knew, as you said, there's four groups of people there that knew the crack and they didn't tell the other guy. That's morally wrong. It's fucked up. Absolutely fucked up. And he didn't tell a WBC. He was
1: sanctioning the fight. How can you not tell a WBC? Their name is all over that fight. That's fucked up. It's totally fucked. And again, I want to praise the whistleblower. I want to praise the person that's come out and fed this information to Thomas Hauser. Because we as fans need to know if I was a fan that had paid to go to London for that fight, I'd be upset now. I'd be like, wait a minute. It wasn't a fucking even playing field. It wasn't a 50-50 fight, fight it was led to believe. That guy potentially had an advantage. And for me, that's not fair. I don't care. I might be the biggest deal Wi-Fi It doesn't matter. Oscar Rivas was potentially, if it was a PED, pulling harm's way against his knowledge. He went in there with a guy, I don't care how small it was, that for me potentially had a loaded gun. That potentially could be what it is. Oscar Rivas had a right to know the situation he was walking into. The WBC had a right to know that one of those fighters had a question mark over his head ahead of that fight. It's fucked up. The whole thing, this is murky as fuck. This is dirty boxing. Dirty. And then you've got the glove situation. Well, there you go. Now, the whole glove situation is horrific. Horrific. So, if you don't know about the glove situation... And again, this is f- this is from Bob Arum, Top Rank, um, or uh, Rivas's management team. Because again, Matchroom haven't commented on this because they haven't been asked about it by anyone. So, and I, we'll certainly ask the question given, if, as soon as we get the fucking opportunity. Well, hang on, if we get accredited for
0: this Friday, if we get accredited for because Friday, because I've no doubt there's a few people listening listen to this show.
1: I, I truly believe I'm not here to lynch anybody. I'm here for answers. I want to know the truth, mm. and the truth will fucking come I out in this case. Absolutely, come out. The glove situation. So ahead of any fight, certainly a title fight, certainly a big championship fight, both corners will see the opposite. These are the gloves he's going to wear. And you, as the opposite corner, get to check that glove and go, yeah, it's sound. Because as we know, not everyone wears the same brand of gloves. Not everybody has the same style of gloves. Some people have their own brand of gloves, all that shit. So you, as the opposition, can at least check the gloves and go, yeah, okay, we're happy. He can wear them, that's sound. You're obviously checking to make sure the good quality, the pattern hasn't been taken out, any bullshit like that. Oscar Rivas' team approved Dillian White's gloves we led to believe on fight night, as he's getting ready to walk the ring, Oscar Rivas's team went, they're not the gloves we approve on Dillian White's hands. They're not the gloves. And we're being told that they were told by not only the promoter, but also the British Boxing Board of Control. Now, we're being told that the information Rivas' team got back went, it's too late now, he's got them on, the fight's going ahead. And they went, okay, sound, it is what it is. Let's go. So he has the fight. That's bad enough. But now, would also being told that Rivas's team were not given the opportunity to inspect the gloves post-fight either. What the fuck is that all about? Because that, fundamentally, from top to bottom, regardless of the other issue, that's wrong. That is absolutely wrong. Once again, it's not been a great week for boxing. We fucking buried two of our own this week. And that shit's going on. Make it worse, that shit's going on here. Imagine if that went on in South America or Argentina or Mexico, whatever. Mate. We'd all be going them fucking cheating bastards. Don't ever go out there, South America, blah, blah, blah. We're the British box and border control. Thank God we've got the British box and border control. It's here. It's in our backyard. Yeah. These issues
0: all around one fight are our governing body. Would you would you blame? Bob Adam, for example, because he is the guy that looks after Rivas, would you blame him if he said, I'm not sending Lomachenko over there? I wouldn't blame any fucking f- promoter outside of the UK for not only doing that, going, fuck that. I
1: ain't even going on a matchroom show. I don't even care whether it's in America. Because the advantages Dillian White, we are led to believe, allegedly got for this fight are fucking outrageous. How'd you pull on a panel together with three days' notice? How'd you, how'd you clear someone without telling the other team? How'd you let them wear a different pair of gloves than the other team got to inspect? Even if then glo- Right, okay, so here's a scenario. They approve the gloves. We're getting ready. While you're getting ready in your dressing room, the uh, opposition fighter, Rivas, someone from Rivas's team, went in and watched Dillian's hands get wrapped. Yeah, Watched the gloves go on and the gloves got tied on. And then they get taped on and they write, usually write someone's name on it or the yep. WBC or whatever. And then you can tell they haven't been tampered with. Yep. That guy then returns to Rivas's room. Now, even if that guy, that representative, because, you know, if... It's up to them whether they want to send someone in. They don't have to. The options there. Even if they wasn't there, there was a British Boxing Board border Control representative there to guarantee it, overseeing the gloves getting put on and everything else. So here's a scenario: the gloves that got approved got ripped, or they found a fundamental problem with them as they were putting them on Dillian went, Shit! These gloves are fucked. We can't fight in these. We need another pair of gloves. Let's use these ones. There's a duty of care there, and there's a there's a law. There's gotta be a law in there somewhere in the border control law that says, "Okay, guys, that's the f- that's so. Someone better go and get someone from Revas's team to put that on." It's like, it's not like you can just go, "Ah, fuck it, wear them." Yeah, that's sound. Don't worry, I'll sort it. You can't sort it. You can't just go to Revas's team. Yeah, mate, uh, he's wearing them gloves now. You can't do that. You've, you've 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 broken your own fucking laws, British boxing border control. You can't do it. It's it, honestly, I'm embarrassed at the moment about the shit show that's gone on around this fight. Answers need to come now. These questions are being asked by not just us, but every every decent boxing journalist on the planet is going, What the fuck happened with the gloves? What the fuck happened with this emergency test? Why wasn't Reeves' team told? Why are we sitting here with our dicks in our hands? Why aren't Matchroom, the Border Control, UKAD, and certainly Dillian White have got to come out and go, This is the answer. This is what happened. This is the truth. Tell us. What are you waiting for? Is it? Are you waiting because you're trying to get hold of the whistleblower? Is that job number one? Oh shit, guys, we've been rumbled. Let's find out who our Julian Assange is and, and lynch that fucker. Let's set that person up. It's wrong, man. I, I, honestly, I'm so fucking upset about it. I'm fuming because it's here. It's it's we. It's, it's our patch. You're supposed to be proud to be fucking members of you know the British boxing community. And at at the moment, I'm embarrassed about what's going on. Exactly. And you're right. It's fundamental issues. Everything has got to change. Everything about it has got to change. Border control have got to man the fuck up. Stop hiding away and behind their blazers in Cardiff. Step out and take some fucking responsibility for what's going on. And UKAD need to answer questions on what they're doing and change their fucking law as well. If a guy flags for anything, anything, you've got to tell the opponent. If he flags for anything, even if he says, I want me B-sample testing, that's bullshit. Sam will test it. Sorry, Eddie, we can't test it. Before the fight, the fight's off. I don't care how much money it makes. I don't care whether it's on Sky Sports' box office. I want my sport to be clean. Boxing's fucked. We've just buried two people. It's dangerous enough as it is. Sort it the fuck out. No one would have got upset if they'd gone, listen, I'm so sorry. The main event's off. The problem is, Dillian's flag for something. Oscar Rivas' safety comes first. These are the laws. Or, listen... How much is that B sample to be tested? Someone paid for the fucking panel to come together to look at it. So someone else could have paid for that B sample to get an emergency test. I'm telling you now someone could have tested that B sample within the three day period that he bust that he t- tested for. And if that comes back positive, game over, fights off. That's mm. it. it's simple it's it's it's
0: embarrassing. Hopefully, by the time you're listening to this, you've Hopefully. got more information, but we're doing this on a Monday morning. Um, and we have that's all the information that we've got, so that's all we've got, all we can go on at this moment in time. Other news that is going on in the world of boxing, um, I'm led to believe that uh, we're not going to America as of yet with Josh Warrington, not just yet. Um, I believe there'll be a little bit of a a tick over. The reason for it, so I'm told, is because you may have seen last week that the WBO uh, mandated Shaka Stevenson. Did you see that against Oscar Rivas? Oscar Rivas turned around and he says, I ain't fighting that. The only one I'm staying at this weight, Category 4, well, the only two I'm staying for, is either Carl Frampton or Josh Warrington. Rivas knows. Uh, sorry. Uh, Valdez knows. He knows where the coin's at. That's what, that's what he's doing. And obviously, Sheck Stevenson's is a very, very difficult fight. So there's a little bit of a mess regarding the unification of this division at this moment in time. So we're led to believe that early October, second, of, second week of October, Josh Warrington will be fighting, but it'll be here in the UK. And let's be honest, given the last three fights that that lad's had, Listen, he can have a tin can. Give him a tin can to just knock over and then let him crack on with in 2020 and hopefully unify the division and we'll get over to the United States of America. Um, Huey Fury signed with Matchroom. Room. Uh, hey. Um, I can't believe they did it
1: the day after or whatever it was that they interviewed David Price because that would have been, obviously... Well, the rhetoric's the there now.
0: Obviously, Pricey was on there saying, I reckon uh, Tyson Fury give me a little bit of a knock. People jumping on the bandwagon uh, with, with him saying that. Huey Fury seems the perfect next opponent, does it not? It certainly makes sense, doesn't it? Makes mm. absolute sense. Mm. Uh, December fourteenth in Cardiff um, is now the front runner for AJ Ruiz. However, if you're Andy Ruiz, why would you come here? Why would you come here, mate? Definitely not. Come on. Oh, if uh, this is just definitely not. It's just definitely. I know not. there's representatives of top rank that uh, that listen to this who uh, and PBC and, and what have you. It's it's one thing
1: letting Lomachenko come here to fight Luke Campbell because you know you could give Luke Campbell a third arm and he's still going to struggle. But it's something else putting Andy Ruiz in against AJ in the UK after the week after this shit show that's just gone down. Yeah, there's, I just can't see that fight happening in the UK. There's no way.
0: Did you see who um, is on the list for potential opponents for Tyson Fury in September, October?
1: As long as Jarrell Miller's not on that nope.
0: list. No, well he's on the list, but there's he a there's, the fucking bottom. There, there's an addition. You're gonna love it. You ready? Charles Martin. Are we ready to go, baby? Oh God. <laughs> let's go that Predator guy who got gifted the gold medal because the
1: the opponent got injured That's and he was gifted the gold medal sorry got a world title he won his world title without landing a fucking punch and then he fought AJ and was just an absolute puddin he was absolutely useless Tyson will blow him away inside two rounds with a wet fart
0: Keep your eyes on that. Uh, and finally, a bit of Canelo news. There's always Canelo news on this show because he seems to be the kingmaker at this moment in time and a lot of people are just waiting on various bits and bats. There were noises last week that there will be step aside money for Anthony Yard. Not the case because that uh, contract is watertight. So we're still off to uh, deepest, darkest Russia on the Kazakh yeah, border. Baby. Go on! For a bit of Lions in the Camp. Lions in the camp. That's happening on uh, August 24th, which right. then means, what does Canelo do? He's moved his September date backwards. His traditional September date it has been moved. So he's not going to be fighting on that day. And there was noises that the IBF had called Derevianchenko to be his mandatory. I'm led to believe that that fight's actually quite close to being made, you know. Yeah, I no. know. Canelo versus Listen, Derevyanchenko. I'm,
1: just, I'm happy for Yard because there was a lot of rhetoric last week. i what seen one, the Athletic, you know, who seem to have signed up everybody now. They've signed up that many journalists at the moment that they, what they do is they sell, they, they build up stories one day and knock their own stories down the next. I've seen they went mad on fucking Canelo's fighting Kov, Kovalev, Kovalev fight with yards, all but off the back at the table, the fight's on, the fight's on, Kovalev versus Canelo. I'm like, oh, bastard, I'm gutted for out in the Yard and Tunday. And then the next day, the same journalist on the same platform's like, yeah, that's absolute bullshit, that, that was bullshit, the fight is not off, Kovalev is fighting yards. I'm like, "Mate, you wrote that story yesterday? Come on, cop. How desperate <laughs> are you to fucking get a headline to your editor? Oh, I've, got a, I've got an exclusive here, the Kovalev fights off with you he's back with Canelo. Oh, shit, yeah, headlines. Next day, oh, oh, oh I'm going to top that. It was bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> That's not journalism. What the fuck? Anyway, uh, I'm delighted for yard because obviously we want to go to Russia, man. I would, I would fucking out of all the trips potentially for the back end of this year, yard in Russia would be absolutely awesome. I'm sure I've still got my head hauled all around somewhere. That would be like the t- that would be like the fucking cool as anything in Russia. That deepest dark in Russia. They'd be like, whoa, a head back? Woohoo! Look at this lad. Telling you looking forward to it man Mm. you and your super dry clobber you'd be fucking fit right in would (laughs) I
0: set a little little stall up (laughs) Uh, fights this weekend if we can get in on Friday night we will be ringside uh, for the next gen show because our boy Anthony Fowler uh, is back in action I find this highly amusing that Anthony Fowler and Brian Rose are on a next generation card topping the bill Brian Rose is about 40-odd, isn't he? How old is the lad? <laughs> Brian the Lion. It's a great little knock. Yeah. Um, obviously, I'm a little bit disappointed that it wasn't uh, Fitzgerald and Rose because that battle of Preston versus Blackpool would have been immense. Um, but with the fight between Fitzgerald and Fowler being as close as it was last time out, I think it's a suitable on And obviously, with it being in Liverpool, Fowler being a scouser, um, it's an OK top of the bill, this, for uh, a next-gen
1: yeah, obviously, Rose, Rose is trying to make a comeback to you know to push on and get back towards a world title shot. Um, but listen, all credit to Fowler though, man. You know he loses for the first time as a pro. You know when they say, "Do you want to take on? Do you want to fucking jump up against Brian Rose, who's had like forty odd pro fights? It's a massive, a massive step up, and it speaks volumes, I think, about Fowler. And you know Fitzgerald's loss could be Fowler's gain if he can get a win over. Over Brian Rose, he probably gets a world ranking. Well, it's WBO. It's a, there's a WBO trinket attached to this, so he will get ranked by the WBO. So Fowler will actually jump, jump ahead of Fitzgerald, really, at least with the WBO rankings. Anyway, so um, I think it's a ballsy move by Dave Caldwell and Anthony Fowler, but it's uh, the fact that they've got home advantage for it means that there'll be a good turnout there on Friday, and he'll and he'll certainly benefit from that home support. Mm. Um, Ritson and Hughes on the undercards a decent fight as well.
0: Yeah, there's, listen, there's a few there's on a there. There's on there, yeah. Martin Bacoli's fighting, isn't he? Robbie it? Want... Davis as well.
1: He's got an opponent, yeah, but Robbie Davis is on there too. Uh, I'm just looking down the list of... Uh... I'm looking forward to seeing Thomas Whittaker-Hart, the ex-ABA champion from Liverpool, have heard real good things about him as well, so I'm looking forward to seeing him, and Kazash on here too. He was a talented kid as well. He's only a little, a little super band and but fuck me, the kid can fight. It's a decent card. I like. Listen, we've done next-gen cards before. They're cool. Yeah. So let's just hope Eddie lets us over the threshold.
0: That's it. Make sure our media accreditation's all right. And if it is, we'll be there and sticking yeah. microphones in people's faces. And I know that you'll be able to hear that on national radio at some point this weekend. Bell, you'll be in attendance. He'll sort us out, won't yeah, he? Yeah, exactly, He'll look yeah. after us. He'll
1: get us in, yeah, yeah. Before we wind up, obviously, I just want to final say something um, in terms of... The two guys that we did lose this week, Maxim Dadashev and uh Hugo uh, Santalan. Uh Dadashev for anyone um that wants to know the there's a GoFundMe page out there for the, I think Top Rank have organized it, um, to raise money for his family and everything else. Absolutely tragic. Um, seeing him passing away and um I think the Russian Federation have come out and said they're going to speak to us. They're going to they're going to pay for his funeral and everything else, and they're going to they're going to look after his family and stuff, which is brilliant. You know, these are the good things about boxing that when shit like this happens, the community really pulls together. The Hugo Santalan one is absolutely heartbreaking. Anyone brave enough that saw the footage on Twitter this week, he drew his fight in um in our back in Argentina um, last weekend. And the footage, they're basically trying to keep him up. And, and again, you know, he's collapsed in the corner. They're putting him in the corner of the ring after the draw's been announced. Someone's trying to put water, pour water down his neck. The guy's out cold and, you know, he couldn't even keep up his own body weight. And again, this is the thing, you know, I'm, I'm watching and I'm thinking, thank God for the British Boxing border Control and the fact that we have oxygen at ringside and oxygen goes straight on the faces because who knows, they could have saved Santalan's Cant- uh, life. But the, the real tragedy behind that is he's coached by his father as well his father's as manager and his promoter and his coach and he fought in Germany on June the 15th this kid and lost the unanimous decision in Germany um, and the German commission suspended him from competition for whatever their suspension is 30 days 60 days or whatever yet he fought here in Argentina a week inside that suspension and this happens absolutely tragic as far unfortunately he's gonna to have to live with that the rest of his life that uh you know potentially let him he let him come back here either he should have, but again, Hugo Santalan and um Maxim dadashev hmm. families with our thoughts and you know fucked up
0: thank you very much uh, for listening to the show um If this is the first time you ever come across us, you will always find honesty on here. And once we have more facts, there'll be even more honesty coming your way. No question. Uh, Please subscribe to the Fight Disciples podcast. There is a reason that we were crowned two times champions at the uh, British Podcast Awards for Best Sports Show. Hopefully you've enjoyed uh, the last hour or so. Like I said, subscribe via iTunes, and you can also do that via our website as well, fightdisciples.com. We're all over social media as well, at Fight Disciples uh, on Facebook and Twitter, and at the Fight Disciples on Instagram. Hopefully there'll be a show for you next week. Fingers crossed. And the week after it, (laughs) hopefully. Oh, man, you're reaching. Mm. We'll catch you maybe next time.
1: Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, subscribe via iTunes.